Welcome home. I'm back home in the house of God. One day spent in your house. One day spent in your house. This beautiful place of worship beats thousands. Beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. You're here to be light. You're here to be light. Be light. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret. Not a secret. God is not a secret to be kept. To be kept. We are going public with this. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a city hill. On a hill. The mountain of the Lord's house will be the, be the highest of all. The most important place on earth. The most important place on earth. Place on earth. Give God a great big hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. So, um, so we're, we're actually, we're coming up on stage, but we're going to kind of kill just a, a few minutes of time because we have a whole line of people that are still trying to get registered. So we don't really want to start because we're actually going to bring the kids in here for the first two songs of worship this morning uh, because we have a special treat. One of our live kids plays the fiddle. And he's going to do a solo today, and so we, we wanted the kids in here to hear that too. And so uh, he's going to play the song, How Great Thou Art. And I heard a little bit of it Wednesday night, and it sounded so good. And I'm really, really excited about that. So we'll be doing that in our service today as well. But uh, so we're just running a few minutes behind than what we normally do. Uh, I'm, I'm very, you can, y'all can have a seat for right now. I don't want to wear y'all out. I want y'all to stand here and worship <laughs> but uh, we're, we're, we're normally real, real punctual, but we've, we're going as hard as we can go back there to, to get that finished, and then we'll start bringing people back into here, and then we'll get our service started. But we have a great, great day planned today. Uh, I'll just give you the rundown of our service today. We just did our opening and our welcoming and our countdown. Uh, we're going to have two songs uh, after I get off the stage. Joey's going to sing Glorious Day, and then he's going to sing the song Stand in Your Love. And then after that, uh, Caden Klein is going to play How Great Thou Art uh, on his fiddle. And then we're going to come back and do one more song called Death Was Arrested. And then we'll have our sermon. And then we'll have our altar call. And then we'll have our offering and a dismissal. And then after that, we've got all kinds of festivities planned today. Uh, We've got a glow-in-the-dark egg hunt. We've got two escape rooms. uh, So you can register for the escape rooms while you're back there. And so after service, we're going to bring all the kids back into the sanctuary, and then we'll start calling them back to do the, uh, to do the egg hunt and to do the escape room. And then after they finish their egg hunt, they'll come back through the front of the church, turn their eggs in, and we'll give them a gift basket. Uh, and then the lucky egg winner will get a prize. 
And so we've got a great, great day planned for everybody today. Uh, expecting salvations today, expecting healings today, expecting God to touch lives today, expecting to make a new few people this their home church today. Amen. Welcome home. That's what I like to say. Welcome home. We're so glad you're here today. And uh, we're excited. Janice, if you could just bring them right up here in the, in the very front of the church and they can hang out right here with us. They can just have a seat here on the floor or whatever they're going to do. And, and so we're excited about that. Amen. They, uh, one of the things that we do is uh, Joey leads worship in here live every Sunday. And so we record our services. And so what we do is we snip his songs on video, and then we play them back there. So they are doing worship back there with Joey while we're doing worship up here with Joey. And one of their favorite songs we're actually going to do today is Glorious Day. And so uh, we're hoping these kids will get really, really involved in that. And uh, we're really excited about that. And uh, excited about what God's going to do. Yep, just make another line, Judah. Just come on up here. You and Titus, just stand up and walk on on over here. Come on. Y'all just keep on coming. Titus, go all the way over here. Just keep on going. Come on, guys. Help me out here. Directing traffic. Come on. We got a lot of kids here today. A lot of kids, beautiful kids, amen? Hallelujah. So um, today is actually Palm Sunday, if you didn't know that. Today's Palm Sunday. And um, so I'll tell you just a little bit about that while we're waiting here. In uh, Matthew chapter 21, verses 8 through 11, the scripture says that a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. Uh, in Galilee. And so today is Palm Sunday. It's the Sunday uh, before Easter. And so Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a colt that had never been ridden. And the crowds are cheering him on and they're, they're you know, waving their cloaks and putting them down and doing all these things. And they're crying, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And uh, Jesus made a remark though. Uh, it's a pretty tough remark. He says, they praise me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And you know, I don't want to just praise him with my lips today. I want to praise him with my whole heart today. And I want you to praise him with your whole heart today as well. So, and I believe that if we will do that, God will show up in a mighty way today and we will experience God and encounter God in a way that we've never encountered God before. And I think God wants to encounter his people. I think God wants to encounter the lost, the sinner. You know, I think God wants to encounter everybody today and so that they can be changed by his grace and his mercy. Amen. So how are we doing with registration and... We're good. We're ready to start. There's a few, so they're going to come. So we're going to get ready to get started. So, all right, kids. So here, I need y'all to help me out today, okay? So you guys that come every week, y'all going to know this first song. It's called, it's called uh, Glorious Day. How many knows that song, Glorious Day? And so we're going to ask everybody in the church to stand up here in a minute, and we're going to ask you guys to worship and sing along with Joey. Can you guys do that for me today? Like, just like you would if you was in Life Kids. Can you do that? All right. So Joey's excited. Do what now? Maybe even a little bit more. Joey's excited. He's seen the video. We've got a video of you guys doing this song back there. So he's seen the video. So we need you guys to really, really, really get into it, okay? All right, so let's everybody in the church stand up. 
Let me just pray, Father, we just ask you to bless our service today, God, that you would just touch us today, God. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do today. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn Till I met you Yeah, you put your hands together I was breathing but not my failures I tried to hide It was my Till I bear you When you called my name Darkness tries 
roll over my bone Sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my feet doesn't stand the chance when Praise the Lord. Amen. If you, if you can stand in his love this morning, shout again. Come on. Yeah. If you've been resurrected by his grace, you need to shout again. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus today. Amen. We're going to ask that everybody be seated for just a moment. Just be seated for just a moment. I'm going to move this podium real quick. And so uh, a couple years ago, this awesome family entered mine and Stacy's lives. They bought the house in front of us, uh, Robbie and Erica Klein, and they have been the best neighbors. Uh, they have been fantastic. Judah is either at their house or their yard or their kids are at my house or my yard. <laughs> and so we don't have to go far. Where's Judah? Oh, okay. Um, and so we just love them to death, and uh, their son Caden has been playing the fiddle for a little while now, and so he's part of our Life Kids group, 
And so every big event, we try to have our kids involved because I believe that our children are not just the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. And it's our job, it's our job to train them up in the way that they should go, but they not depart from the faith. And it's our job to hand them a church better than what we found it. And so that's what we're trying to do here at Abundant Life Worship Center. And so we're going to invite Mr. Caden Klein to come up this morning with his fiddle. And he is going to play us a song this morning, and we want you to worship along with him. And uh, you're really, really, really going to enjoy this. I heard, I heard it Wednesday night and was just uh, blown away at how powerful this is. And so we're excited to have him here today. Getting yourself ready. Just, Katie, if you come up by the wall here, I think we got you, we got you mic'd up and ready to go, sir. You guys worship with him this morning. Wasn't that good this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Caden Klein, awesome job, buddy. Praise the Lord today. Amen. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to let the kids get up and in single file, follow Miss Tara back to life, kids. Wasn't it great to have our kids in service today? Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're getting ready to do one more song here in just a second. And so as the kids file out, we can stand to our feet in the sanctuary. And we're going to do a song here in a second called Death Was Arrested. And we we ought to worship like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> we ought to praise God like there's no tomorrow. Because you know what? The one thing that's not promised in the Bible, tomorrow. It says tomorrow take care of itself. And so today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of worship. Today is the day to honor God. And so we ought to worship God. So let's everybody stand up, if you will, this morning. And let's just honor God this morning in worship.
my sorrow and dead in my sin Lost without hope, no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested and my life began Ash was redeemed, only beauty remained my orphan heart was given a name My morning grew quiet, my feet rose stands When death was arrested and my life began Oh, your grace so free washes over me You have made me It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new. Now life begins with you. Release from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. Shame was a ransom, he faithfully bore. He canceled my debt and he called me his friend When death was arrested and my life began For your grace so free washes over me You have made me displayed on a criminal's cross darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost but when Jesus arose with free this morning? Are you free today? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus today. We're so excited about what God is doing today in our service. Amen. Let me uh, just jump right into the message today. 
Hallelujah. Just want to celebrate God today. But if you have your Bibles today, if you would just turn with me to John chapter 20, we're going to read verses 24 through 29, and we're calling this entire event, from the egg hunt to the escape rooms to worship to the sermon, we're calling this entire event the encounter. And our goal for you today is to encounter God. We want you to encounter God today, and whatever needs you have need of, the Bible says that he is able to supply them according to his riches in glory. And so he's got you covered. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. Hallelujah. Just shout amen when you got it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. Now Thomas called the twin... One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believed Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. God, we just want to thank you for this moment today. We want to thank you for the opportunity to share your word to everyone that is here today, God. And my prayer is that every ear would hear and every mind would understand and every heart would receive the word of God with joy today, Father. That souls would be saved, lives would be changed and transformed, bodies would be healed, the strongholds would be destroyed. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. You can be seated this morning. We're just going to preach a few minutes this morning on the thought, the encounter, the encounter. And so, let me just take a moment and welcome you to the encounter, and then allow me to take a few more moments or a few minutes and explain what we mean when we say we want you to have an encounter. A lot of times in the church, we talk church ease, and people don't always get what we're saying. And so I want to go a little bit slower this morning and just kind of put it in plain language. When we're talking about an encounter, we're talking about a God encounter. And here's the definition of a God encounter. It is an encounter, an encounter is a divine appointment with God. It is a divine appointment with God. It is a specific time in your life when God shows up on your behalf. It is marked by his presence, his power, his personal touch. When you encounter God, you are forever changed by the experience. And so we want you to be forever changed today. I believe today that you are here by divine appointment. I do not think it was an accident that you're here today. I think God ordained for you to be here. I believe that, that God is ready to encounter you if you will be ready to encounter him today. I want God to show up today, and I want God to change not only my life, but I want God to change every life that is represented in this place today. I want us to experience God in a fresh way. I want us to experience God in a way that we have never seen before. You know, when they lowered the sick of the palsy down and Jesus not only healed him, but he forgave his sin, they said something. We have never seen it on this fashion before. And so I want us to see God in a way today that we have never seen God before. I want him to do the miraculous. Thomas is the guy that's in our text today, and he has such an encounter with God. Uh, Thomas is one of Jesus's original 12 disciples, and so he walked with Jesus 
for three and a half years. He saw the miracles. He saw him walk on water. He saw him heal the blinded eyes. He saw the deaf hear, the blind to see. He saw him feed 5,000 with a couple fish and a few loaves of bread. And so he walked with Jesus, but after the resurrection, he has an encounter with Jesus that is going to mark his life forever. So just allow me a minute to make sure that we're all on the same page today. Jesus has already been crucified. He's already been buried and he's already raised from the dead when we read in, when we're reading from our text today. Mary along with the other disciples have already seen Jesus but Thomas was not with them. We don't know why Thomas was not with them. There's not given any explanation. We just know that the scripture says that Thomas was not with them when Jesus appeared to them. And so the scripture teaches us that eight days before Thomas's encounter, Jesus had already shown up in the middle of the other disciples. The disciples were shut up in a room because they were afraid of the Jews because Jesus is resurrected and there's pandemonium in Jerusalem. And Jesus stands in the middle of them and this is what Jesus does. He shows them his hands and he shows them his side. He shows this to them. The disciples running over with excitement. I mean, can you imagine how excited they must have been? I mean, Jesus has died, he's, he's been buried, he's resurrected, and now they've seen their Lord and their Savior again, and so they had to be excited. And so they're running around with all of this excitement about, about Jesus being alive and about Jesus being resurrected, and, and they're telling Thomas, they're saying, Thomas, we have seen the Lord. He's alive. He did what he said he would do. He rose up. He's alive. We have seen him. And Thomas says this. Thomas responds, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger in the print of the nails, and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. As a result of Thomas's statement, he's referred to as Doubting Thomas. My only question to this is, and my only doubt of why we should call him Doubting Thomas is, Jesus, eight days prior, showed his other disciples his hands and his side as well. But I think because Thomas was so emphatic and he was so determined that he wasn't going to believe unless he did this, I think that's why we call him Doubting Thomas. Maybe, maybe Thomas had this belief because he was so shocked by the tragedy of the crucifixion. Crucifixion is one of the most brutal ways that an individual can die. It's brutal in how they crucify people. Maybe Thomas had abandoned hope because of the brutality of Christ's death. Maybe Thomas could not see a way that Jesus could resurrect because of what happened to him on the cross for our sins. I really don't know what was going through Thomas's mind at the time. We do know this about Thomas. He was a loyal friend to Jesus. We see that in John chapter 11, verses 5 through 16. It's the, it's the, it's the passage of Scripture where Lazarus has died and, and, you know, Jesus, they've tried to stone him and he's going to go back and he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And, and the other disciples are like, but, but Lord, they're, they're, we're going to go by night, right? Because, you know, they're trying to stone you there. And Thomas said, well, let's just go with him and die along with him. So, so he was a loyal friend. Nevertheless, Thomas did say, he would not believe until he saw the scars and he felt them with his hands. You know, for some people, they, they, they have to see God in such a real way before they believe. The scripture says, though, that eight days had passed. Eight days. Eight. And they were gathered again, again. The number eight has a special meaning in the scriptures. The number eight represents a new beginning. It was eight days and now Thomas is getting ready to have a new 
beginning. <laughs> I don't know how many's here this morning, but maybe you're here today and you need a new beginning. Maybe you're here today and you've been through hell and high water and you've been through this struggle and that struggle and you've, you've been through the battle and you've been through the ringer and you're ready for a new beginning. Maybe you're here today and, and you used to be saved and on fire for God, but somewhere between that time and today, you've kind of lost your relationship with Jesus Christ and you don't pray like you used to pray and you don't read the Bible like you used to read the Bible. You don't worship like you used to worship. And you know if Jesus would come back right now, you probably wouldn't make heaven your home. You know, maybe today is the day of a new beginning for you. So if you would this morning, just shout this morning, new beginning. If you're on Facebook or YouTube this morning, you could just type in the comment section, new beginning. Thomas is getting ready to encounter Jesus. He's getting ready to have a new beginning. So let me remind you what we, how we define an encounter. An encounter is a divine appointment with God. It is a specific time in your life when God shows up on your behalf. It is marked by his presence, his power, his personal touch. When you encounter God, you are forever changed by the experience. I believe Jesus showed up in the middle of this room just for Thomas. I believe it was his moment. It was his divine appointment. He was going to encounter his presence. He was going to encounter his power. And he was going to encounter his touch. I don't know who it is here this morning, but I believe there's some people here this morning that you are marked for a divine appointment. If you allow God to show up in your life today and you will encounter his presence, you will encounter his power, and you will encounter his touch, and you will be forever changed. Praise the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to give God some praise. So they're in this room. They're in this room and the doors are shut. These disciples were here. And Jesus just walks and translates right through the doors. Jesus comes to wherever we are to reach us. I said Jesus will come to wherever we are to reach us. He came into an enclosed room just to reach us. Thomas. Maybe you're driving down the road like my grandfather was when he gave and pulled off the side of the road and gave his life to Jesus. He met him on the side of 119. Maybe you were in your home and you cried out to God on your couch and Jesus showed up in your home to meet you where you're at. Maybe you're at work one day and God showed up at work and reached you right where you were at. I'm telling you, he will come to where you are at and reach you this morning. Isaiah 59 and 1 says this. He says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. In other words, God's ears tune in to the cry of the contrite spirit and the broken heart, and his arms are not shortened that it cannot reach down into whatever circumstance and whatever situation that you're in, that he cannot pull you out of it and set you on the solid rock. Hallelujah. Praise his name today. See, Thomas said, I won't believe until I see scars and I touch them. Jesus appears before Thomas and he repeats his words to him. Can you imagine being Thomas? Can you imagine being there and Jesus, Stu, Jesus just shows up right in front of you and says, Stu, you want to touch my scars? You want to touch my side? Can you imagine being Thomas? How he must have felt in that moment? I'll tell you how he felt. He began to cry, my Lord, my God, I believe it changed his life hallelujah Thomas encountered God he had a God encounter how do we know this because Thomas said these words my Lord my God you say well what does that mean 
Here's what, here's what they believe. They believe that Thomas is the first person to explicitly acknowledge Jesus' divinity by saying, my Lord, my God. In other words, he's saying, you are divine. You are the Christos. You are the anointed one. You are Christ. You are Savior. You are healer. You are deliverer. You are friend. You are shield. You are buckler. You are the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus today. See, God can do it. God can do it. There's nothing he cannot do. God can do it. He took a trickster like Jacob, and he brought him through the passage of Jagby, and he made him a prince. I'm telling you, God can change lives. Hallelujah. So Thomas, I believe we can safely say that Thomas had an encounter with God. So let me tell you some things that you may not know about Thomas this morning. Church tradition and history tells us that Thomas traveled outside of the Roman Empire as a missionary, possibly as far as India, to preach the gospel which is yet another indication of Thomas's boldness. It says he may have reached Mazaris, India, where he baptized several believers and was probably the first to bring the gospel to the Far East. This might explain why he is called the patron saint of India. His name in the Indian language is Toma, it means, and it remains quite popular to this day in India. According to tradition, Thomas angered an Indian king by converting his wife from Hinduism to Christianity. And he was speared and killed not long after. You tell me he didn't have an encounter with God. It changed his whole life. He became so bold. He carried the gospel as to the far east, to India, preaching the name that is above every name this morning. Thomas had a God encounter that forever changed his life. I, I know what some of us think, though. Because, see, I've been in your place. I've been in your shoes. I've sat where you sat. And I know what some of us think. Well, that's great. That's a story from the Bible. How does it relate to me? Or maybe we think sometimes, well... Only people in the Bible have that kind of encounter. See, this is how we think. And so when we were putting all of this together, one of the things that we wanted to do is we wanted to make it relatable to everyone. See, because sometimes we, we really believe that only people in the Bible have encounters like this. And so I've got, I've got a buddy here that uh, I'm going to ask him to come up. His name is B.J. Blake. And uh, I want to introduce you to BJ. BJ leads our parking team here at the church. You probably saw him out this morning with an umbrella and a vest on. He leads our parking team. And, and I want to take just a few minutes, and I just want to interview him. And I want to show you that you can have a God encounter too. And so when you're talking that microphone, get it real close so they can hear you, okay? All right. Uh, and so I, we've, we've kind of talked about this. So, BJ, what, what was the condition of your life when God found you? I was living a life of addiction. I was on the streets. I had no one to call to care about me, wonder where I was, or, or whether I was dead or alive. I had no one in my life. I had family members, but I had done all of them wrong with my life of addiction, and nobody wanted anything to do with me. I lived on the streets. And I ended up in jail and prison because of the things that I'd done wrong. And God touched me there, and I started to go to church in prison and stuff. And I didn't have to, to better my life, but God touched me there, and he told me that he gave me a, he's given me a second chance at life. I reached out to my lawyer while I was in prison. I could, didn't have to, but I did. I chose to because God told me to to, to, to get into a rehabilitation center or something to try to better my life and, and the 
better experience myself with knowledge on trying to keep myself from going back down that road. My lawyer uh, sent me a paper about a month later for some applications for a rehabilitation center. And I chose to go to Joey's Rehabilitation Center, which name is New Beginnings. And it did give me a new beginning in my life. So let me ask you this question, man. Let me ask you this question, man. Prior to you encountering God and God changing your life, what was your relationship like with your family? Not just your mom, but your sister, but your kids. But what, what was that? Was that all broken? Everything was broken. Everything was broken. My mom, no one ever trusted me. Everyone thought that every word to come out of my mouth was a lie. And it was most of the time because I'd done whatever I had to do to feed my addiction and, and to, to make myself feel better. I didn't live my life for no one else but myself. And at that point in my life, I didn't even, God never crossed my mind. You know, God never, never crossed my mind. He just one day out of the blue just came to me and touched me. I knew he existed. I knew that he was there. But I just pushed him away and ignored him. And he came and touched me and told me, to be, he's given me another chance to better my life. So did, uh, so what did God do to those relationships after you started coming to church on a regular basis and really After I gave God? my life over to the Lord almost four years ago, I have every single one of those family members back in my life. I have all my children back in my life. I have more family and friends now than I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> let, let, can I ask you a couple more questions, ma'am? So, uh, so uh, the other night in group, mm -hmm. you just tell me about your son, William. Mm -hmm. You want to share with them how God has touched his life through your life and through life kids? Well, my son, William, he's eight years old. He's a daddy's boy. He lives at home with his mom, but I get him every other weekend. And... It's hard to do this because it it, I'm so filled with joy about this. But uh, this boy calls me every day. Dad, when can I get baptized? When can I get saved? Okay. And I had to explain to him. He doesn't get to experience Christ or know anything about Jesus at home. He doesn't. He gets to see and experience it when he's around me and my wife. And uh, he calls me every day. Dad, I'm watching this video and I'm dancing and he calls me singing gospel songs. He does. And I told him, I said, son, I said, I want you to understand what salvation really is and things like that before you go and give your life over to the Lord. So that way I know you truly mean it in your heart. Yeah. And uh, he said, but dad, can you help me do that? So me and Kim, we've, we've been on the internet and we sent him different videos and stuff while he's at home. And that's all that boy's been doing over the past two weeks. Has been watching salvation videos, learned about resurrection and the armor of God. Just so many different things because he wants to commit his life to the Lord like I have. He's on fire. Is what you he told me is, He's he on is. fire for the Lord. Amen. He is. So would you say that God has forever changed your life? Well, God has beyond forever changed my life. Yeah. I am five years and four months sober now. <laughs> I have more family and friends in my life than I've ever had. Come on now. Come on now. I have God in my life. I have a wonderful wife. I have a home. I yeah, have anything and everything anyone could ever want in their life because of that man. Come on. If man. he can do it for me, I promise you, no matter what you're going through, you might not be going through the same thing that I'm going through, but I promise you, he can change each and every one of your yeah. lives as long as you commit your life to the Lord. But you have to commit. There's no way around it. You have to commit your life to the Lord and live for the Lord. Study the Bible. Pray to God. Give everything that you have. You don't have to be 100%, but try to give your 100% to God. I mean, just, just give as much as you can and as much time as you can afford to God. Spend any extra minute that you have with Him. I promise you, he, if He can change someone like me that was at rock bottom on the verge of death, He can fix any one of you no matter what problems that you're going through. I promise you that. <laughs> Amen. You already answered my last question. My last question was going to be, do you think God can do for them what He's done for you and Thomas? I know He can. Yeah, I know now. for a fact Come on now. Come on, give BJ a big hand clap of praise today. Come on. Now give one for the Lord for what he's done in his life. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you're being seated this morning, I wonder today, I wonder today, how many of us know Jesus? And I, and I want to take just a moment and introduce him to you.
before we go into our altar call. We've got all these sayings up on our up on our backdrop. And so Jesus, he is the Lord of Lords. He heals the sick. He forgives sinners. He strengthens. He's merciful. He guards. He's graceful. He saves. He's the king of glory. He's a sufficient savior. He's a sinner's savior. He's powerful. He's strong. He's the king of heaven. He guides. He's the king of kings. And as the old preacher Rutledge says, do you know him? Do you know him today? Does he live in your heart today? Because I promise you, he can do for you what he did for BJ and what he did for Thomas. He wants to do that for you this morning. He wants to change your life. So I'm going to ask Miss Brandy to stand up with me this morning, and then I'm going to ask everyone else to bow your head and close your eyes and, and no one look around. As Joey's going to play us something softly on the guitar. We're going to ask you this morning to do something for us, and what we're going to ask you to do is not going to save you, but it's going to tell us how to pray for you. I want to promise you that I won't call you out, I won't embarrass you, and I won't come back and get you, but I will acknowledge that you've raised your hand, and I will ask the church to pray for the person that's raised their hand. And so if you're here this morning and you're lost without Jesus, and you need a new beginning, you need to get saved, you need to put sin behind you, we're going to ask you to raise your hand as high enough for me to see it, and hold it up long enough for me to acknowledge it. And then I'm just going to ask the church to pray for you. Would there be anybody this morning that would raise their hand and say, Pastor, I need saved. Anybody at all this morning? Anybody at all that would raise their hand and say, Pastor, I need salvation today. I need salvation today. Is there anybody at all that would raise their hand that would be honest enough to say, I'm not, there's hands going up. There's two hands. Pray for those people this morning. Pray for them. Is there anybody else? Let's be honest. Let's be real this morning. God's here. He showed up. He's knocking on the door of your heart today and he's saying, let me come in. There's another honest hand, another hand. Hands are going up. He's knocking. He's saying, let me in. I want to do for you what I did for Thomas. I want to do for you what I've done for BJ. I want to do for you what I've done for Pastor Gary and Pastor Stacy. I want to do for you what I've done for Norma and Gary Dale. I I, I want to do this for you. Is there anybody else that would raise their hand today and say, Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus. There's another hand that just went up. I need Jesus. I need him. Anybody else today? Anybody else today? We're going to ask everybody to stand. And if you're online today and you want to get saved, if you'll just pray this prayer with us today, you can get saved right there. I told you God will meet you where you're at. And if you want to pray this prayer and mean it from the depths of your heart today, I promise God will show up right there where you're standing, right there where you're sitting, wherever you're at. Wherever you're watching online, God will show up. His his arms are not shortened that He cannot save. And His ears are not heavy that He cannot hear. And so let's pray this prayer together this morning. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I invite you into my heart to be the Lord of my life. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant that from the depths of your heart and you accepted Jesus into your life, would you just raise your hand right where you're at? Just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I gave my, there's an honest hand. 
Pastor, anybody else? There's another hand this morning. Anybody else? I gave my life to Jesus today. Is there anybody else? Brandy right here behind my dad. Is there anybody else this morning that raised, that prayed that prayer and gave their life to Jesus right now? Just raise your hand. If you're online, just put in the comment section, I got saved. I got saved. Anybody else? Anybody else? Maybe you're here today. And you've been in church. And you've been trying to serve God, but it just seems like you're further away from God today than you used to be. Maybe you've quit going to church. Maybe you've quit praying. I I don't know the circumstances of your life. I I don't know your heart. And maybe you prayed that prayer today and you know that you've been backslid, but you've came back home. Would you just raise your hand this morning and say, Pastor Gary, I I rededicated my life today. Is there anybody that did that? Anybody that want to raise their hand and say, I rededicated my life today. I have given my life back to Jesus today. Is there anybody at all today? Anybody at all today? Anybody at all today? I had a, I had a couple prayer requests before service started today, and so I'm going to do a couple prayer cloths. And we're going to pray for, pray for those needs this morning. And then after that, we'll get ready to take up our offering. And then we'll get ready to dismiss. And so if I could have just my altar team to come up and help me pray over these needs this morning. Joe, if you want to sing that third, that fourth song.
Sí, sí.